Next on BYU Sports Nation, Sourcy Sauce. Anonymous college football coaches give unfiltered thoughts on BYU football, and you probably won't like it. Let's get tied with the tight ends. Potential superstar Matt Bushman and what is uh, position coach Steve Clark said about the spring game MVP. Plus, another major league move for a BYU baseball alumnus. Jamal Williams' depth chart position with the Packers. We have RB1 in Green Bay. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, back to work on a Monday from Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your August 7th thus far, wherever and however you are dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with future BYU TV game show host, Jerem Jordan. I would like us to have a game show at some point. Have we had a game show? I don't think so. We just hired a new uh, director of content, so let's do it! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that music that music is so good. Play it again. What does it sound like? Do, 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 do. Your host, okay. Jerem Jordan. I didn't know we had a ska band on demand. That's great. Ooh, is it a dating game, Jerem? No. <laughs> it's not to, no, let's actually not, have it be fun. Not, and not, compelling oh, and rich. Tell me, that, tell me that wouldn't be compelling and rich. A BYU dating game show. We're trying to break some stereotypes, <laughs> not play into them. Sorry. Holy cow. Okay, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a fun weekend. BYU yeah. 50 hit the state of Utah. They dropped fun. 40 helmets statewide. Woo! Shout out to David Almodova and all of the BYU yeah. athletic marketing crew. That is an unbelievable effort that they still have going on today in New Jersey. But Utah was, it was crazy. I, on I'm Saturday. a basket case after that because we helped two different uh, drops. So we did one in Studio B, which is super fun. At Jelly Belly Kelly, who's a fan of the show, she came in and won that. Congratulations. And it was not rigged. Seriously, it was not rigged. And we also <laughs> judged a barbecue. Um, really good entrance. I hadn't eaten lunch, so I was really excited to be a part of that one. It was a cook-off. First three guys showed up. They had to cook a burger, presentation, creativity, taste. Hey, I can't remember the dude. What, what was the dude? Sasha. Sasha won. He did a great job, and we got to eat free food, so that was good. Yeah, no, taste, went for us. taste is like 50% creativity yeah. and uh, presentation, like the yeah. other 25% uh, categories. Yeah. those The burger that Sasha made was really good. Good riddance to bad burgers. I wanted Hello to keep eating to good it. burgers. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations yeah. to all of the winners and all of the participants. It was fun to be involved with that. And, uh, again, a shout-out to BYU Athletic Marketing. That. They're in so New Jersey cool. today. BYU fans are spoiled. New Jersey today. It's somehow still new from the 1700s. Get ready. Just don't pump your own gas, okay? Whenever you're chasing down that helmet. <laughs> Did you know that you can't do that in New Jersey? Did you know that? No, I knew. I know in Oregon. Oregon. I know in, in Oregon, Oregon really right? Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Jersey also. Uh, don't you dare implements that it's a law. State job. Okay, fine, fine. Kind of. Hey, bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football has named Los Capitans. They are quarterback Tanner Mangum, offensive lineman and center T. John Caroma, and linebackers Butch Powell and Fred Warner as selected by the team. Tanner Mangum talked on Friday about what being a captain means to him. You know, it's always an honor to be, uh, you know, chosen by your teammates, by your peers, by the guys that you're surrounded by every day. 
Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a role that I've embraced, I think, this, this whole year. Uh, so, you know, to, to be chosen by my teammates and, and accepted by the coaches, you know, um, you know, means a lot. Tanner Mangum and BYU hold practice number nine today after a scrimmage in Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday. We will be live at 8.15 Eastern, 6.15 Mountain on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page with those player and coaches interviews as well as our recap of practice. You never know what's going to happen in the recap. That's right. And the Packers released a depth chart Sunday. Jamal Williams listed as second string at running back. Taysom Hill as a third string at quarterback. And Colby Pearson as a third string at wide receiver. These guys are still breathing. Also over the weekend, Algie Brown signed with the New York Jets. He was previously with my Seattle Seahawks before being waived early last week. I think it would be really mean if when they waved you, they physically waved goodbye. Like, well, it's part of the official process. But luckily, Algie Brown... Got picked up by the Jets. Yeah. Found a landing spot. On you know the, the most Coast. famous former Cougar New York Jet? Uh, the most famous? <laughs> I'm being incredibly sarcastic. Uh oh. Uh oh. Who? Jake Heaps. <laughs> Come on, man. With the BC hey, Lions now. Hey, know your enemy. That Canadian Football League pipeline continues with the BC Lions the BC and former BYU Lions. quarterbacks. We need some BC Lions swag up here. Speaking of uh, <laughs> Canada, Taylor Cole, former BYU baseball pitcher, called up to the big show with the Toronto yeah! Blue Jays. Second BYU player in 2017 to get that major league call. The Blue Jays host the Yankees on Tuesday. Congratulations to Taylor. Cole served his two-year LDS mission trip to Toronto. So that's pretty cool. He's been in the minors for seven years. So well done. And BYU in soccer held its blue and white scrimmage Saturday. The Cougars won. Three to one. The white team won. McKaylee Moore, Brittany, uh, Britton Steiner, Cameron Tucker, they all scored for the white team. While Nadia Gomsh had the lone goal for the blue team. Nicely done by everybody. And by the way, that was the BYU radio season debut 2017-18. Gregor Bell, Paige Hunt Barker on the call. Nicely done. Because you speak Portuguese, you have to emphasize the gom. Sh- she's, she's Portuguese. 2015 yeah. West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Kind of had to live in the shadow of Ashley Hatch and Michelle Vasconcelos last hey, year. Time. Now Again. the spotlight is back. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Anonymous sources say... Bain, Folks at Athlon Sports did a good thing, Jerem. They got college football coaches that will compete against BYU to go on the record about BYU football, but under the guise of anonymous source. What do they say when the name isn't attached? Really, it's just like Twitter. Warning, you may not like what they say. In fact, who cares? How would you... Answer back. What would you say, BYU Sports Nation? How would you best anonymously, even though it won't be, describe BYU football if given the chance? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Hot Wings 85. BYU of the past decade is the ace of broken hearts. They raise your hopes just enough so the eventual letdown stings even more. That's a super Really? That's our first tweet? That's a super depressing take. That got through the wickets? (laughs) Who left that one in the script? Just kidding. That's a decent one. Good grief. Hey, I don't want to lead with that, We asked though. for it, right? Unfiltered. True. Well, unfiltered. It's not unfiltered. Someone filtered it to get into the show. We can't have anyone's tweet just show up. Come on. This is BYU TV. Okay, fine. This is Bravo. Fine. You make a good point. 
How about one of the quotes? Kate, we'll start with this quote. Again, anonymous coaches. But we're going to guess which school we think they came from. (laughs) (laughs) Compiled by Athlon Sports, speaking about BYU football. And I quote, Tanner Mangum coming back is like having a returning starter even though they lost Taysom Hill. Under Bronco Mendenhall, Mangum looked great. He should be able to adjust to what Ty Detmer wants. It won't be a spread attack, but Mangum can make the throws you need, end quote. Uh, agreed, and I think, I'm guessing that's from Boise State. Oh, you think it's Boise State? Oh, yeah, they want to compliment the Boise kid. Ah, the Idaho Because it's like tie. it's one of them. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? Even okay. though he's the one that got away. Who knows Bronco Mendenhall well enough to know that Tanner was the starter a couple years? It had to be a team that BYU played that year, right? Uh, Boise State's every year. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about this one? Quote, it's BYU. I love this, by the way. So you know they're going to be rough in the pile. What? So to speak. What does that mean? They play meaner than any team we see. We tell our guys that every year. End quote. Uh... I'll Boise agree. State? Also, Boise State again. <laughs> Ask Louis Lapuajo. <laughs> Ask Boise State with Louis. <laughs> that, that's uh, an interesting that's, take. Is it bad to be the meanest football team? That's a PC way of saying dirty. It is. Politically correct. Yeah. PC, personal computer. Hey, listen, I'd rather have the guys play mean than be soft. That was a long time ago with BYU football. Like 40s, 50s, 60s, it was like, should a return missionary be mean? Should he hit other people? That was the rhetoric. Uh, we're a long ways from that, like 60. The sport is all years. about aggression and yeah. physicality. Yeah, it's okay. It's a sport. It's a sport. It's not like if you just tackled someone on the sidewalk, that's not uh, acceptable uh, societal behavior, but uh, in football it is. Yeah, at Joseph AW86 agrees with you, Jerem. This is a politically correct way to say that BYU plays dirty, but hey, I'd rather it be that than be as pushovers. Hashtag don't start nothing, won't be nothing. We were there. 2015 <laughs> Vegas. We were there. Okay, you're really not going to like this one. Who do you think? Do you agree? Boyce State? You think that's from Boyce State? Yeah. We're just we're yes. just having fun with that. Who knows? We don't know where this is from. But we like to make assumptions, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's from Utah State, but they play a similar brand of ball. Third quote. The expectations for BYU and the reality of what it takes to achieve those goals still doesn't match up for them. I agree. BYU is an eight-and-a-half win independent program the last five years. The goals are high. That's okay. It's okay to not meet your goals, although occasionally you need to meet those goals. I'm well, excited. What goals are you referencing? 10 plus. Okay. Wins, ranking, okay. significance, relevance. At some point, like, a New Year's last Six last five years, game? has BYU really been that relevant? Like, getting on ESPN, yeah, I'm talking like on the field product. No, 2014 was going to be that season. The New Inju- Year's Six game. Sorry, Inju- BCS game. Injuries wrecked it. BYU is trending towards that in the way they're recruiting, the way they're building this new regime. I like what BYU's doing. I'm going to give Kalani Stake, like, the first five years. I want to see, like, a 10-win season in there at least once. Right? Well, a 10-win season it could be this year. It could it, be this year. Next year, it lines up to be really, really good, too, for BYU. What do you think? Expectations? Not meeting up to the goals? What is the expectation? 84, BYU won a national title, so every year it's like, BYU's going to win a national championship. Then you're let then you're let down. Then then you are that's, that's uh, at Hot Wings eighty five. They're the ace of broken hearts. I expect them to win the national championship each year. Sometimes it's a boulevard of broken dreams, Spencer. Oh, baby. 
Hashtag Green Day Day continues. It's Green Day Day. I'm going to see Green Day tonight. <laughs> if, you've been, if you've been playing along, I'm trying to make references to things. I'm up to uh, five or six. Yeah. Manage expectations, BYU fans, if you can do that. And No, don't manage your expectations. I mean, do just put you your want. blue goggles on. Yeah. Put the blue goggles on. Well, it, it, do you want to be happy or not? That's what I was getting at. Manage expectations if you want to be able to uh, have a better chance of, of ending up happy at the end of the football season. Yeah, if you expect an undefeated season every year for BYU, in fact, only one year you were happy. Only one year. So I oh, would say 79 still I hurts. would say, cool it and enjoy a good season, but undefeated's probably a little much. Fourth quote. They've, speaking of BYU, done some big things with scheduling to look like a power five school, but on tape, this is a really good Mountain West team without that kind of top-level talent you'd see in the Pac-12 or Big 12, end quote. I agree 1,000%, and guess what? Okay, BYU's schedule is Power 5-like. Do you know what middle-of-the-pack Power 5s are? Good group of five teams. They, that's where they fit, and I think BYU is a kind of middle-of-the-pack Power five kind of program right now. That okay, give me some years, examples of other teams like that, like Washington Oregon State, State, Washington. No, State. Oregon State's bad. Washington State, like a competitive team, a good team, but they're not top end uh, Pac twelve team. They're like the fifth best team. So they'd you win I mean? a group of five conference. I think they'd compete for yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Like if they were in the Mountain West, I would say Washington State's one of your premier. Where does Boise Mountain State West. fall into that category? Boise State would be the same deal. Middle they, of the pack, power yeah. five team. Take your best group of five teams, South Florida. You put them in the Big Twelve. They're in the middle of the. They're pack. in the middle of the pack, right? That's the kind of talent you get. And, and and BYU is trying to get a certain kind of guy by choice. The top end talent does the. There's some top end talent that want to live the honor code. BYU's going after those guys, as they should. But. BYU can't go after all the top-end talent because guess what? There's certain lifestyles that don't match up with the way you do things around here. By choice! This would is choice you define, would you, BYU Sports Nation, define the current version of BYU football as a really good Mountain West team without that kind of top-level talent you'd see in the Pac-12 or Big 12? Just don't be an American idiot. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay, that wasn't so veiled. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, man. We've still got 45 minutes left. I'm, I'm just trying to check. Listen, listen. Just wake me up when September. Oh, come okay? on, man. Okay? Come on. Yeah. 45 minutes left. We're not even 15 minutes into the show. Yeah. Like, you've used the majority of your Green Day references. Listen, when I come around, I hope that everyone understands why I did all this. Quote number five. Speaking of BYU football, they're going to be well-coached, really tough football team, but they are not Notre Dame, and they are not a playoff contender as an independent. But they can win a lot of games, especially in Provo, if they get that offense going. Yeah, they're not Notre Dame. BYU won nine games, and Notre Dame won four last year. See, I have, yeah. What, when was the last time that Notre Dame was truly relevant? 2012, they went to the national title game. They get blown out, but they went to the national title game. Before that, it was, what, 2006? Brady when they Quinn, had Jeff Samarja, Brady Quinn. And even then, they got blown out by LSU in, what, the Sugar Bowl or something? Um, Notre Dame, yeah. BYU's not Notre Dame in terms of the history and the prestige and the Power 5 equivalent. But the talent thing, on the I field right that. now? I'd put BYU up against Notre Dame any day of the week. And don't forget, BYU just got a Notre Dame transfer in Tristan Hodge. So, th- th- no, things are – if you look at what's wh- where the programs are trending, what's going on, 
It was in a pretty good spot right now. I'm not going to say they're better than Notre Dame, but I wouldn't put them way off the track of where Notre Dame is. Jeez. Five games better last year. Didn't Notre Dame win four games last year? And what did Notre Dame do the year before that? It hasn't been good in South Bend. Yes, I know. They're playing tough schedules. Four and eight last year. So was BYU. Okay. By choice. You're an indie. By choice. Life. For BYU, it doesn't start so tough, per se, on paper. But it still starts in August, and we are stoked! Countdown to the Vikings. 19 days. 19 days? So we were outside the stadium with that that, uh, barbecue cookout. Depends on what region of the country you're from. And I'm staring up the stadium, and I'm thinking... Three weeks from today. There will be a college football game. That's gnarly. I love it. I love it! It's going to be warm. Uh, Yeah. Wear your shorts. (laughs) Or your jorts. You know who you are. (laughs) How would you best anonymously describe BYU football if given the chance? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, the tight ends coach Steve Clark tells us his player expectations, but first, true freshman tight end and spring game MVP Matt Bushman. What are his goals for his first year? Bush. Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV. We're also hanging out on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. The conversation Happening right now on Twitter, follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. It's designed so that you can speak with us whenever you feel like it. And whether we like it as well. Warning, there is a new program on BYU Ready. It debuted last week on Wednesday night. Behind the mic with Greg Rebell, 8 Eastern time. You can catch it on demand if you want on the BYU Radio app, byuradio.org, where podcasts are found as well this week. Guests include Heath Schroyer, assistant coach for BYU Basketball. Brady Papinga, who had some interesting things to say a few weeks ago. He's always an engaging guest uh, on our program and now on Behind the Mic. And Blaine Fowler. Don't be in the minority of people that miss this program. That's well played by Mr. Rebel and crew to get the likes of Heath Schroyer and Brady Papinga. Given what has happened in the last month, it's always yeah. engaging. Yes, it's and a fun opinionated. show. Check it out. And, and, and hot takes. And look, we're at the point where after uh, further review, AFR is back on the air behind the mic. Debut. There's all kinds of offerings now for programming to get your BYU sports fix. Team BYU for Team the BYU's win. Got you, dude. For the Team win. BYU is undefeated. How would you best anonymously describe BYU football if given the chance? And I just saw this tweet from at Cougar Royal it says. Spencer Linton, please find me one team that wouldn't get bagged on anonymously. Absolutely. If you give the anonymous guys, every team is going under the bus, right? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Every team. Let's have fun with it. It just, it just is a new take. It's well, fun. Well, and we wanted to play agree or disagree with that. I tended to agree. Did I disagree with a single one of them? I think I agreed with all of them. The, well, the Notre Dame thing. Oh, I disagree. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. I agreed because I don't think the they're Notre not Dame. There. I think, but I flipped but the, it. But the product on I the field there. right now. I, I agreed with BYU's not Notre Dame. I agreed with that because BYU was five games better than Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good spin. With. Good spin on that one. Okay. How would you best and honestly describe BYU football if given the chance at Ryben 3? Historically, one of the best quarterback factories of the 80s and 90s and evolving into one of the best outside linebacker factories in recent years. That's Kyle Van Noy, Alani Fua, 
Inside yeah. too, to a to a degree. Yeah. Just linebackers in general, Line, right? Hey, linebackers. The linebackers have been really successful. Yeah. Looking at uh, if you want to gauge that on NFL playing time or opportunities, yeah, the linebacker position is, has kind of been it for BYU. Mm-hmm. More outside than inside, yeah. BYU football is hoping that the tight end position can resurface this year in year two under Ty Detmer with the likes of Moroni Laulapututau and our spring game MVP, Matt Bushman, the freshman off of his mission to Chile along with Tanner Mangum and MLP, who both served in South America in Chile. And we have taken on the challenge of Matt Bushman to find out what he thinks about this increased exposure for him and the tight ends group and what he plans to do to live up to those expectations, including his goals. He's always open. Two-on-one, BYU football training camp, all access with Matt Bushman. Matt Bushman with us, uh, two-on-one, all-access, BYU football training camp, and the spring game MVP is in the flesh, Jerem. What did that mean to you to win the uh, <laughs> you know, all-important spring game MVP? For that you BYU just found Sports out about yeah, like 20 seconds ago. I mean, I was grateful for it. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was, it was just fun to go out there and actually get to play, get to go full speed. And, I mean, we just – Tanner and the quarterbacks are great balls, and – we were able to just have a good time out there. We learned there's a new connection between you and Tanner Mangum and Moroni Lalupututau. You all served your two-year LDS missions in Chile. So is that factoring into, like, this increased chemistry that we've seen in fall camp? Yeah, I think so. Um, actually, Moroni was sitting out. He hurt his Achilles a little bit, like tweaked it a little bit. And before practice, Tanner would come up and be like, in Spanish, like, hey, what happened to Moroni? Is he faking it? Blah, blah, blah. Just, like, messing around in Spanish. No one really understands it except us. So it's just fun to mess around, speak in Spanish. But, yeah. That's the real mission advantage. It's not physically. It's that you could speak <laughs> another language. You're, uh, BYU's been excited for you for a while. Now you're here. Now you're in fall camp. What's it like to have your freshman year? You played spring ball, but we're just weeks away from the season. What's that like for you? Um, I'm really excited. It's been a couple of years since I've played actual football, so I'm super excited for the season and to get out there and um, just play. Um, our team looks great, offense and defense, so we're just trying to get everything prepared for the season and get ready for Portland State. How are you handling the increased attention? Because through one week it's like, oh, man, everyone wants to talk about the BYU tight ends and the stretching the field because it's been absent for a long time. So what's that like for you to handle that attention? Um, I mean, there's definite, definite pressure. And I feel like at first I was pretty nervous when I first got here in the spring. Um, I was expected to catch the ball and do a lot of things, make the blocks. But I'm feeling a lot more comfortable now that I'm actually getting reps and um, being able to try to make some plays. So, yeah, I'm feeling comfortable, confident, but there's still that added pressure. But, I mean, all the tight ends are looking great right now. So we're all just working together as a unit with the quarterbacks, the offensive line. And I think we're going to have a great season. What uh, former tight ends have maybe reached out to you or talked to you about the position here? Because there's a rich tradition. I know, I know Chad Lewis is around. I imagine he's talked to you. Right. Yeah, Chad Lewis, we had met a couple of times. We always talk. He's just right up there. So it's just he's a great influence and mentor along with Coach Clark. Coach Clark's a great coach. He's one of the best I've had. And also Dennis Pitt. I grew up watching him when my uncle played back in the day, Quinn Gooch. Um, Your uncle's Quinn Gooch? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep, so I got to grow up, grow up going to those games, watching Dennis Pitta, watching Andrew George, Johnny Harleen, and those guys are all just great role models. And it's a goal for me to 
be like them one day. So that's the plan. Who's the faster tight end right now, you or MLP? I think it's pretty close right now. He's definitely he's quick in his routes, in and out, but I don't think we've had a race, like a 40 or anything like that, like one-on-one. So we're definitely pretty close, but he's, a, he's quick. Have you run the 40 recently? Yeah, we ran in the spring. I think I ran a 4'6", 4'6", 4'7". One day I felt good, one day I didn't. So <laughs> I wish I could run a 4'5", yeah. but I'm just working on it, trying to be as quick as I can. When did you get home from your mission? I got back last September, and I got up to Utah in October. Wasn't participating with football. I had to just kind of gray shirt. I was just working out on the side. And then in the winters, and I could do the official workouts. When did you feel like physically you were back post-mission? Um, I'd say just around in the summer, a couple months ago, is when I started feeling actually more developed, stronger, faster. I wasn't worried about hamstrings or groin or anything, like injuries like that. So now I'm feeling 100% right now, so it feels great. Take me back to the day that you found out that the coaching staff switched at BYU and what went through your mind at that point. Okay. Um, well, I was, at, I was on my mission. I was, I got the email from my parents, I think, first. And I don't know. I mean, I had a scholarship here, but there's always that worry, like, okay, if the coaches don't like you, they can drop your scholarship. So I had that worry. I knew that Kalani was at, um, at Utah. I know he had seen me. Some of the coaches had seen me. They recruited me over there. But there's still that little bit of doubt where you're just thousands of miles away. You never know what's going to happen. But um, my parents actually came up here when the coach, when the coaching staff changed. And they had a meeting, even though I was down in Chile. Um, they met with my parents, my little sister, and just made me feel a lot more comfortable once they said, like, the atmosphere is great. So my parents how excited they were for me to be up here. And that just made me feel a lot better. Once I got that email afterwards, I knew that this was going to be still the right place for me. Did anyone push BYU to the point of you considering somewhere else in the recruiting process? Um, when I was on the mission? Uh, or, or just in the recruiting process, who came after you hard that you maybe considered besides BYU? Um, I mean, I always wanted to go to BYU. I wanted to keep my options open. So I liked, I mean, the Utah coaches were really nice to me. Um, never really wanted to go there, but they were nice to me. So I kept them in my, just in the hindsight. Um, University of Washington was a good school that I, I considered. But deep down, I always wanted to come to BYU, so that's what that's what happened. Uncle Quinn would not have let you go anywhere else, I, I think, think, right? So <laughs> yeah, he was actually he was actually open to it. He said, "We want you like the University of Arizona was really high on me." Also, he's like, "If you feel comfortable, just do that. Like, do what's do what's best for you." Mm-hmm. So I think he wanted me to come to BYU, and now that the coaching staff is really focusing on tight ends. I think he's excited for me and wants to succeed. Your timing's good. It's it's this unique time where the offensive change, the tight end wants to be featured, so. Have you noticed, like, oh, yeah, they're, like, throwing the ball a lot to the tight end in fall camp? Yeah, it's, it was really weird. Just I was planning on being a slot receiver kind of at first when Coach and I was here because we didn't really have a tight end. So now that Coach Detmer's here, he's a great offensive coordinator, threw to the tight ends a ton. Um, the tight ends are coming back. So I just I think it's all just worked out for me, just knowing that I didn't need to worry when I was on my mission and just knowing that I was making the right decision. And now I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to go out there and try to do the best with all the tight ends. The tight ends coach, Steve Clark, has praised your pass-catching ability, your ability to run, but he says there's work to do in the blocking game. How would you assess your blocking ability at this point in camp? Um, I think it's improved since the spring and even since the first practice in the fall. But 
there definitely is. I'm going against guys. Fred Warner in practice, Butch Pau, Francis, Corbin. They're all huge guys. What's that like? It's pretty tough. They're physical, they're physical men. And I know that it's a struggle for me, but I'm just working on technique, trying to get the right position on them. And if I do that, I can, I can hold them back. But I'm just working on that because I know Portland State's going to have good guys, LSU. All these teams are going to have huge men that I have to block. So <laughs> I'm definitely working on that. So, yeah. You put Portland State and LSU in the same sentence. That's, that's fantastic. I, I love it. Uh, you were on the baseball team in the spring. Right. How did you manage your time, and is that something going forward you're hoping to kind of do both of? Yeah. Um, so I received a scholarship, or I accepted the scholarship for football. So once I got here in the spring, I had to do 100% football. It was my first year. I couldn't focus on 100% baseball, even though it was the season. So it was tough. I'd go from a football workout or football practice to class, then to baseball. And then the baseball workout, I'd do more specified stuff with the, with the weight, with the strength coaches. So it was definitely tough. I was really tired all the time. But um, they're great outfielders right now. Brock Hale, Kyle Dean, Keaton Kringlin, they're their studs so I was a backup and this year um, right now I'm focusing on football for the fall and I'm still planning on playing baseball so we'll see what happens in the future but that's the plan so far listen you need to push a guy like Keaton Kringlin okay that no, guy, no that... physically like shove him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... that guy needs to know there are some people behind him uh, Matt let's uh, go ahead and wrap up with this in terms of a tight end group and accomplishing or finding success like what what kind of numbers do you associate with with success as a tight end group I know that's tough to answer but I mean it's it's been so sparse recently that people fans specifically are really hungry for it so how do you determine success as a tight end group um well I was talking with Chad Lewis and he was talking with me personally about if I can try to catch have a goal of five catches a game then that can really put for myself, it would really it would help me out and make me a better player, and we'd get the ball a lot. And that's only five catches out of I don't know almost a hundred plays a game, um, including Tanner Baldry, Hunter Marshall, Moroni. If we can get a few catches a game, um, and then just sling it out to Micah, Micah Simon, Talon Shumway, I think we'll really mix it up. I'm not really focusing on getting the ball a certain amount of times or certain amount of catches this year since it's my freshman year I don't really know what's in store for me but as long as I do my best and catch one ball maybe a game I'm fine with that but I think the more the merrier for all the tight ends it's gonna make the fans happy it's gonna make us happy it's gonna make if we're succeeding in any way possible that's just the best for BYU football so that's the plan Um, just once the ball's thrown to us catch it and try to score but (laughs) Sounds good to me. <laughs> if not, we'll just block our tails off and just do our best. One ball a game in the end zone. I like. I'm gonna add that. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna add that Jer- part. That's the Jerem only uh, 13 touchdowns. Rendition yeah, of it. Exactly. Okay, very good. Matt, thanks for the time, man. Great to talk to you. No, thank you. Have a good one. Matt Bushman, one of the most popular guys hey. in BYU football fall camp. After some of the, those goals, I say give me Novocaine. Like five catches a game would be 70. Yo, that's a good. Over 14? Am- that's an ambitious goal, right? Goals yes. should be ambitious. I'll take 40 catches from him and four touchdowns. Like, like realistically, freshman tight end. I'm thinking he'll be north of that, but I'm like for realistic goal, not ambitious goal, 40 and 4. 
40 catches from Matt Bushman. 4,400 and foe. Would be a major step up from what the combined tight ends did last year. We'll tell you that coming up. Holy cow. What does this tight ends coach Steve Clark think about his production? Let's ask him next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Welcome back on a Monday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand. You know the drill by this point. Anytime, anywhere, you can consume it. It's an ordinary world, typically on Tuesday nights, but at 7 Eastern time, it transforms itself into after further review. It's 7 Eastern with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and our good personal friend and a friend of Stephen A. Smith, probably, Brian Logan. After further review, check it out. No one breaks it down like those guys Tuesday nights. It's football guys talking football, Spencer. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines with some football from Brigham Young University. The Cougars have named their captains. Quarterback Tanner Mangum, offensive lineman T. John Karoma, and linebackers Butch Powell and Fred Warner selected by the team. BYU holding ninth or its ninth practice today after a scrimmage in Lavelle Edwards Stadium took place last Saturday. We will be live tonight, 8.15 Eastern, 6.15 Mountain, on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page with player and coach interviews and our all-access recap from that ninth practice. Bang, bang. The Packers released a depth chart Sunday. Jamal Williams listed at second string running back. Taysom Hill, third string quarterback. Colby Pearson, third string wide receiver. They are still breathing, as you mentioned earlier. Yes, and also over the weekend, that was a Green Day reference, uh, the still breathing part. Algie Brown signed with the Jets. He was previously waived by the Seahawks last week. Good for Algie. I texted Pete Carroll. I was like, why are, you, why are you doing my rub my homie wrong? But whatever. Did he respond to that? Probably not. No, it was the wrong number. <laughs> Taylor Cole called up to the show. Yeah. Major League Baseball pitching Woo! for the Toronto Blue Jays. He is the second BYU Batcat alumnus to receive that call this season, along with Jacob Brugman of the Oakland A's. The Blue Jays host the New York Yankees on Tuesday. Cole served his mission in Toronto. Cool story. BYU women's soccer held its blue and white scrimmage Saturday, and the Cougars won. The white team won 3-1. McKaylee Moore, Britton Steiner, Cameron Tucker scored for the white team, while Nadia Gomes, two years ago, WCC Player of the Year, had the lone goal for the blue team. Back to BYU football training camp all access. Our two-on-one interviews continue now with the coach of Matt Bushman, the tight ends position coach, Steve Clark. What does he think about what he's seen through eight practices now going on nine today from his tight end group? And what does he say the tight ends will never be good enough at? All revealed in this interview. Steve, your tight ends group uh, have been... One of the hot topics, if not the hottest topic in fall camp through one week. What are you seeing from your tight ends uh, that you feel like validates the reason they're getting so much attention? Well, they have downfield ability. I mean, they can catch it. We struggled last year getting plays down the field. Yeah, I think we were last. So they, uh, they're stretching the field a little, little bit better for us. Um, in fact, yesterday Matt had a great post for – probably 40, 50 yards. That's what they can bring, and I think that's the excitement. And I know everybody wants to talk about that aspect of it, but to me it's, it's it, they got a block in the run game too. And so uh, when you talk about BYU tight ends, you're talking pass catchers, but I want them to just be just as good blocking. Their, their run blocking is, is just as important for me. 
I think we just got heavenly validation for that because we just had a serious <laughs> strike of like I don't know what to call it, a whatever of thunder. Is that is that a manifestation from the heavens of what here you just comes, said? Here comes some more. Say, okay. say something and let's see if it happens again. Matt Bushman. <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting. We're still waiting. He'll be in the form of lightning. That might be uh, Matt. That's a bad omen, Matt Moroni, Captain Moroni. Okay. Okay, let's okay, not okay. abuse it. Um, yeah. Does personnel change the ability to go downfield uh, immediately in a way? Not well, with. Oh, oh. Okay, there, there it is. There it is. It was Moroni. Uh, they, uh, personnel? They, they were from thinking Moroni. about it. They were thinking about it. Uh, we don't want it to. As much as we possibly can, we don't want to tip when we're throwing, when we're, when we're running. Oh, I mean, you've added personnel from last year, therefore oh. you think you'll be better in stretching the field? Like MLP yeah, and yeah, Bushman, yeah, yeah mm-hmm, absolutely, um, and that's what they're that's what they're there for. Um, to, to stretch, it helps the quarterbacks. It, it opens up things. It, it makes things. Uh, it makes the field bigger for the for the quarterbacks, and they're not they don't have to be as fine in um, where they're throwing the ball. Well, we mentioned Moroni Laulu Pututau and Matt Bushman a bunch because they're the guys that are coming up with the big plays and switching positions and, and whatnot. But what about Tanner Baldry and Hunter Marshall and Bentley Hanshaw? What do you see from those three guys that are, are going to push Matt and Moroni for playing time? Well, um, so Hunter pushes. Hunter's behind him, right behind him. He's coming off shoulder surgery, so he didn't play in the spring. He's, he's you know, even he admits he's a little rusty right now. Um, Bentley's got to learn the offense. You know, it's pretty complex offense. Um, there's a lot to it, so he needs to learn um, what, what we're doing, both run game and pass game. Um, and then Tanner uh, it has a different role. Um, he's more of a U, so we use a kind of a, ha- a hybrid U uh, fullback um, tight end. And so he's more of our, our power run you know, kick-out guy, our lead blocker, our flat guy, our naked. Um, and then he's had some um, knee problems, so he hasn't practiced the last three or four practices. We'll see where he, you know, we're still waiting on some doctors. We'll see, we'll see where he ends up. But he, he's not hes not the downfield guy that, that the other guys are, and he knows that. And, and uh, not that he won't do that at times, but, you know, hes he specializes more of the the fullback route. You're setting him up as a decoy. Exactly. You're setting him up as a decoy. I hope he doesn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes to be the decoy. Nobody, nobody yeah. wants to be the decoy. But, yeah. um, you know, he, he he's a great flat runner. He's a great um, dig runner. I mean, he runs our basic crosses, uh, you know. And he's changed his body. He's, he's a lot faster than he was last year. But, um I think Matt and Moroni right now, especially Moroni because he was a receiver last year, he understands that stretch. And so he's he's um, he's farther along. Are Bushman and MLP blocking at the level you want them to be able to block at at this time? Because we know they're good receivers. Never. never. They'll, they'll never block at the, the level I want them to block at. They can always do better. No, uh, um, uh, but, uh, Baldry was really good at it last year. Um, and I think that they need to they, they need to improve at the at the blocking, at the point of attack. Um, you know, they can't just be guys that want to run down the field to catch the ball. And, you know, we talk about that. We, we emphasize that a lot. So right now they're, they'll never be at where I want them to be. So 
they just got to keep working. You're going to have a walkthrough today, first scrimmage in camp uh, over the weekend. What are you hoping to see out of scrimmage number one? I want to see consistency. I want to see them uh, do what they've done in practice and take that over into the scrimmage and not they don't need to do anything different than what they've they've been doing through practices um but you get into scrimmages and sometimes things you know it's not as controlled and so things go haywire we and that's what i don't want to see them do i want to see them do be consistent in what they've done so far up to now in practices if they do that um i'll be happy you know we grade them every day you know, we're grading them as as a game every day, and they're up in the 80s. They're they're, uh, I think Moroni is the highest at 86 um, percent. And if he grades out of that tomorrow, overall, overall um, if 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 he, they all grade out at what they're grading out at now, uh, through the scrimmage tomorrow, I'll be happy with with what they're doing. Forget Madden ratings. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about it's BYU football scrim- ratings. It's the practice rating. So MLP is your number one guy. Uh, in terms of rating so far, yeah, and I wouldn't say that. I would say he and Bushman right now are, are one are yeah. the ones. And we, God, we're using a lot of two tight ends. You know, we're we're forty fifty percent of the time in two tight ends. So we rotate them. You know, we rotate them and keep them keep them fresh. Unmet expectations is something that no one really likes. So you guys are you guys are pretty keen on avoiding highlighting individuals and creating that, but. It looks like Matt Bushman, as a freshman, has made an impact, even though he hasn't played in the game. What what kind of player can he be for BYU football this year? Uh, I think, again, I don't want to, you know, like you said, I don't want to put a lot of expectations on, on him. Um, he can be an impact player. Um, he can be a – he works really hard, and, and I mean, I don't know until I see him in a game. I mean, I don't know how he's going to react in a game. Games are different. Um, but I think he can potentially have a, a, a big year for us. Um, you know, I don't want to say how many catches, how many yards, or how many touchdowns. Tell us off camera. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. I'll send you a text. Um, and, and I think I know, we know what we're getting in Moroni, you know, because he did it last year. So, um, Matt's kind of an unknown and Baldry. We know what we get Baldry. So, um. Matt's kind of the unknown. He's kind of the wild card. How has your role as a coach evolved from last year when everything was brand new to now early into August in 2017? Well, we're, we're, we're fine-tuning things. We're not introducing and, you know, and, and uh, introducing concepts. They all know the concept. You know, first day of practice, we could have called anything we that we called last year, and they could have done it. Now we're just getting better with our technique, with our timing, with our you know getting to our spots and and running our routes a little bit um, with more precise. And um, it's really exciting that way. You know, last year there were times we'd call a formation and a play, and I would just be praying that they knew what to do. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to do that now. You know. Um, you pray less? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't pray any anymore. <laughs> I don't pray anymore. Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really pray. I uh, but yeah, that's that's. They know what to do now. It's it's getting to do it better and faster. That's the hardest thing on a defense is is a fast 
executing offense. So that's what we're trying to get. Exciting time of year for the Clark family. I know you got a son coming home really soon uh, from a two-year mission. Tight end. He's a tight end. Wait a minute. Do I look like? A t- <laughs> I mean, he, he he's he's a lot taller than I am, but he's not a he's not a tight end. But yeah, we're excited to have him have him come. He wants to coach, so he'll be down here and hanging out and and uh, learning learning the trade. I told him not to do it. I told him he was stupid, but he wants to do it anyway. He'll learn from the best. Ty Demmer. Yeah, I <laughs> exactly. I'll just send him to Ty. Steve's Coach never going to do another interview with us ever again. <laughs> At least it was a good one, though, right? Yeah, it was a great last one. We had Thunder. We had God's presence with us here. It was good great. One to end on. Good one to never do it again. Good one to end on. Yeah. Get beat up by the Sports Nation guys. <laughs> Steve, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, energetic. Entertaining. It was great to have and informative. A, one final interview <laughs> with Steve Pluck. We learned a lot. Uh, he doesn't want undue pressure on Matt Bushman, but when the tight ends haven't produced a lot, you can hope for the best, which brings us to our stat of the day. Here we go. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. We had a different stat. We just changed this. At BYU Statsman gives us this awesomeness on Twitter. Since 2010, the most BYU tight end catches in a season is 30. Kani Akua Friel, 2012, who you mentioned earlier. 30 is not a ton for the BYU most, tight that's end. The most that's the most that an in a individual season. had. Basically, since BYU had a quality, really good tight end. Kani Akua Friel was a good tight end. He, 30 that, catches is not enough, though, for the That's two offense. and a half a game. That's two, two and, and a half, half a game. Come on. Wow. Good stat. Thank you for that one. Up next, find out what Jacob Brugman did to a former Ute when we whip it. But first, the BYU athlete fires back at us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. We are in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. The daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern sharp. And tonight at 8.15 Eastern, we say welcome to paradise because we will be live on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page, 8.15 Eastern, with fall camp interviews with players and coaches and our recap, including a Q&A with you, the viewer slash listener. Join us tonight, 8.15 Eastern, on Facebook Live. Remember how we did those uh, superlatives going after some BYU football players? Yeah, yeah, People yeah. are starting to fire back. We'll tell you about that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One baseball player had a I have fun a feeling one. We had not, we had not seen. the beginning. We've heard and seen a lot. Like A lot of what you throw to, at us is unoriginal in who we look like. Yeah. But there was one that was brand new. How would you best anonymously describe BYU football if given the chance? At James T. 8 says, BYU is a team of grown married men with kids playing against kids. You can see the disadvantage by how many games they win oh, each year. Oh, the BCS title uh, games and rankings the past couple years. What? Their guy's going to be walking in with four-year-old kids. <laughs> kids? <laughs> We're going to whip it next. Cougar on Ute Crime in the whip. Woo! My favorite. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guests, Steve Clark and Matt Bushman. We hope that Coach Clark comes back at some point in the future. He'll forgive us. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Blaine Fowler between the lines, Gregor Brown, a new 10 in 10. But first, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
football has named its captains quarterback Tanner Mangum, offensive lineman Tijon Chroma, linebackers Butch Pau and Fred Warner as selected by the team. BYU is holding its ninth practice today after a scrimmage they had in Lavelle Edwards Stadium Saturday. We will be live 8.15 Eastern time on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page with player and coach interviews as well as our recap of practice. Cougars in the NFL. Family night with BYU Sports Nation, right? Always. Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, and Colby Pearson scrimmaged at Lambeau Field Saturday night for the Packers family night. 63,000 people showed up to watch. Pearson was injured during the scrimmage but able to leave under his own power. Also, Cy Tautu of the New Orleans Saints placed on the injured reserve after an MRI confirmed he sprained his MCL. Cougars in the major league. Jacob Bregman with two for eight over the weekend for the Oakland A's against the LA Angels. He had a highlight diving catch to rob former Ute CJ Crone of a base hit. Also, Taylor Cole called up to the bigs with the Blue Jays. Baseball. Daniel Schneeman one for five with a stolen base, and Keaton Kringlin one for three with a walk in a St. Cloud Rocks win against the Waterloo Bucks. And Schneeman has been added to the Northwest League Major League Dream Showcase tomorrow in Madison, by the way. And also this just in at uh, Drew J of the Salt Lake Tribune. McKenna Bull, the winningest pitcher in BYU softball history, will join the Utah Valley University coaching staff. Oh, good for McKenna. There you go. They got better, that's for sure. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. At BYU Statsman for providing our stat of the day. Well done with the dearth of catches from that position, per se, since Dennis Pettit and Andrew George left. 30, the most that any individual tight end has had since Dennis left. That was 2012, Kane Friel. 30 is fine. I just think at that position in this offense, it's going to need to be higher. Last year, the BYU tight ends combined, combined for 21 catches. This year, they need to combine for 60 to 70, (sighs) if not more. How would you best anonymously describe BYU football if given the chance? Our elite tweet of the day from at Jake (laughs) Arkent. BYU equals Hebrews in Old Testament. Everything was great when we were freed from bondage. Now we're left wandering the desert for 40 years. Let's wander into (laughs) 10 wins. That's what I say. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUF. That's 20 points for creativity. Well done, Jake. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Dave Affleck. Any relation to Ben? Yeah. See you practice tonight, 815 Eastern. I think it's his dad? Question mark?